Now on Cardinal Compass. Today, I am proud to say that our Cardinals are champions. Football season finishing with a statement. The Ball State Cardinals making history. So proud of our football team. Not only are the Cardinals breaking records on the gridiron, but shattering expectations in the classroom. We're digging deep into the life of these student athletes in a season unlike any other. I had confidence in the ability of our players to abide by the rigorous health and safety protocols. And the 2020 season is sure to be one nobody expected and they certainly won't soon forget. We're joined by some of the men and women who make it happen. Cardinal Compass starts right now. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, campus and community conversations. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp, when you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Hello and welcome to Cardinal Compass. Ball State Athletics grabbed the national spotlight this year when the Cardinals won the Arizona Bowl and finished in the AP Top 25 for the first time ever. I'm Blake Dahlier. And I'm Hannah McElroy. These accomplishments come during a season that almost didn't happen. Dorian Ducray looks at how Ball State is navigating COVID and many other challenges facing intercollegiate athletics. For more than 100 years, Ball State Athletics has brought excitement to fans. This year, it was put on hold, with many fall sports being postponed because of COVID-19. Two sports that finished their seasons in the fall were football and cross country, still giving fans something to cheer for. The football team, finishing 7-1, winning its first MAC championship since 1996, and later defeating the 19th-ranked San Jose State squad in the Arizona Bowl since I was a freshman, we always talk about getting to the biggest stage, but we were tired of talking about it and we just got there. So when we got there, it's pretty, it's pretty special. Um, MAC championship, Ford Field, something we've always dreamed of. And on the course, the women's cross country team finishing fifth in the MAC championship, the team's best finish in 13 years. Freshman Elka McCann and senior Kayla Eckenroth both placed in the top 15. I think that Coach Pease has done a really, really good job on like just like helping us stay focused and confident in ourselves and like push us in the right, right direction. The excitement of Ball State Athletics continues. Track and field and gymnastics seasons are underway. Men's and women's basketball, swimming and diving, volleyball and tennis have all begun their seasons as well. Dorian Ducre, Cardinal Compass. We're joined by Ball State President Jeff Mearns and Director of Athletics Beth Goetz. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having us today. Now talk about the success of the football team. Overall, what's it meant, not just for the Ball State campus community, but also the Muncie community? Well, it's certainly been an exciting time on our campus, even though we weren't able to have too many students or fans uh, in the stadium. But the way our team played this year, it certainly generated enthusiasm all across the university community, spread literally all across the country because so many of our games uh, were televised. And certainly it energized the people here in Muncie, right Beth? Absolutely did. 
Now, now, Director Getz, can you kind of explain what's it meant for the athletic department as a whole? Yeah, well, you know, just that enthusiasm is contagious, and it's a, um, a really close group, and so all sports really unite behind each other in, in uh, helping to make sure they're striving for success. So that what we saw the football team accomplish is, is contagious, and we know there are many other teams that are anxious to do as well. Mm -hmm. And how does such a good season impact the university overall? Is it helping with enrollment? I, I think it will. First of all, I think, as Beth said, that success begets success. And certainly that excitement and enthusiasm was spreading throughout the athletics department. But I think it generated excitement all across campus and certainly raised our profile uh, by playing on national television, first time ever on a CBS network uh, on New Year's Eve. Certainly will generate additional interest in the, in the university. Also rallied our alumni. We had a virtual tailgate parties or pregame parties before the MAC championship and before uh, and before the uh, the Arizona Bowl, but also what what I think is uh, so special about the season and why I do think it will help us with enrollment is because it demonstrated the character and commitment of our students. You know, student athletes—they're they're a visible. Um, representation of the student body, but they're like our other students in that, in that sense of purpose, that sense of commitment and dedication and determination. And I think people will want to be a part of, of the university, not just because of the success, but because of that character and culture. Now, how do you both plan to use the football team's success this year, kind of going forward to benefit the university and the Muncie community as well? So maybe, Beth, you can talk about what we hope to do through the rest of this season. Yeah, we would love to. I mean, I, I think it all starts uh, for us from a sense of, of community and the role that athletics can play and really showcasing the rest of the institution. Um, and so we're continuing to do that as our other sports ramp up here. Um, We've got our winter sports in action and certainly our spring sports. And so we're looking to continue to engage our fans, the Muncie community, virtually for the most part um, due to the pandemic. But we want to continue to raise that energy level um, and really showcase what Ball State is about on the fields of competition and in the classroom. Yeah, and I think next season, next fall season, for example, in football, we're all certainly hopeful that some of the restrictions that were in place uh, this past year will not be in place. Uh, we've got an exciting home schedule that includes Army uh, is coming to play football, and so we think we'll have a lot of reasons to celebrate and bring fans back into the stadium next fall. That's great, and I get showcasing can definitely be hard. COVID has played such a huge role in all athletics. What have some of those challenges been? Well, I'll just talk about my level and then maybe Beth can talk about it operationally. I, I give a lot of credit to our players and their coaches. You know, in the MAC, we were the first FBS conference to cancel the football season, and we were the last ones to get back in. So our students were, and student athletes were certainly riding an emotional roller coaster through August and September into October. And then they had a relatively short period of time to prepare for the season, and also with a very shortened season. Uh, they knew every game, maybe every play, uh, was critical to their success because the margin of error was so small. Again, and that's why I think they deserve so much credit for this past season. Now, trying to organize the whole season and everything, there have been some challenges outside of COVID. Um, so how have the two like kind of played into each other and really made this season something unique? Well, I think it really, um, you know, it, it speaks to the resiliency of our student athletes and certainly our staff um, that, that put together and navigated all these hurdles. But um, their continued commitment, their ability to stay focused on what was most important, allowed them to be successful and be prepared. And I think that was a key that we saw that uh, really benefited them each and every day on the practice field and certainly when they finally got to the field of competition.
Yeah, that's great. And you know, maintaining success, do you think it's also been more difficult for athletes to have to jump into sports and also maintain their academics in the classroom? Well, what's incredibly impressive about our students here at Ball State and our student athletes is that that's a commitment and one of the reasons they chose Ball State is because they were committed to both of those paths equally. Um, and so that showed in the success they had in the classroom this semester again. Um, but I think for them it's just the accountability and the discipline that they show in everything that they do that leads them to that success. And coaches also get bonuses financially for players having academic success. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, one of the things that we want to emphasize for our mentors and our leaders is um, that they represent all of what is important to Ball State's values. Um, and certainly their role models and their influence of, in terms of their success of their students in the classroom is equally as important to us as their success um, on the fields of competition. And so it's important to us that we outline that for them um, in terms of their employment agreements. Yeah. And so, and as you may know, not only did our football team win the MAC title, mm -hmm and a bowl game for the first time, but we put more of our players on the all-MAC academic team than any other institution in the MAC. So we won the MAC title and had the, had the brightest. So what I like to say is our football players demonstrated Ball State, our students are not just the best, they're the best and the brightest. Mm -hmm. Now, how proud are you guys both personally of the teams, not only for on the field and off the field, and how do those compare? I mean when you're talking about building a community, how do those compare with one another? Well, both things are equally as important. And I think it's great in this moment, in this season of this level of success that we get to share that excitement. But the truth is this happens uh, each and every day. Uh, it happened last year as this team and this culture was building. Um, and it takes one practice at a time, one season at a time, one game at a time. And so this is the culmination of not just days of effort, but sometimes years of effort to reach the pinnacle of success, certainly from a competitive standpoint, as well as uh, academically. And that's what, with you know, Beth will celebrate her third year anniversary with us uh, come May or June. And if you look at the metrics across the athletic department, across all sports programs, both on the field of competition as well as in the classroom, we see consistent improvement. And so I'm proud of her leadership and the way she's guided and supported our coaches, the staff, and the student athletes. It's what? why we should be so proud, as you said before. It's why we should, should be so proud of what our student athletes and their coaches are doing. Absolutely tremendous accomplishments there. Now, what are some of the resources you guys provide as an athletic department and as the university as a whole to kind of give those student athletes the foundation they need to be successful in the classroom? Well, I would say it starts in the recruiting uh, recruiting process, and we want to recruit student athletes that are great fits for our campus. But once they arrive, we certainly know that sometimes the challenges of their competitive schedules and travel can create different dynamics. And so we've got a wonderful group of, uh, of academic support staff that help them to navigate, to schedule in a way that's going to fit well, um, both academically and with their competitive schedules, as well as provide additional resources if they need attention in the classroom. And that's why I'm also pleased. You know I often talk about our faculty and our staff, not just within athletics, but all across the campus, how our faculty and staff are personally committed to the success of all of our students. And I'm grateful that our faculty and staff show the same support and real commitment uh, to our student athletes. Sometimes they have to give them a little extra attention or maybe a little extra flexibility, and I'm grateful that they support them as students as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. And how can these successes in sports impact the community? 
So, well, certainly, you know, one of the things that I aspire to is that our uh, athletics program would become the collegiate athletics program for all of East Central Indiana. We know that there are some other institutions that uh, people root for based upon where they might have attended college or where their children attend college. But I certainly hope that over the next uh, few years, here in Muncie, Delaware County, all across East Central Indiana, the Cardinals will be the collegiate athletic program of choice. I think that's definitely something we can all get behind as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, just kind of reflect on this past season a little bit. Obviously, like you guys said earlier, a roller coaster of emotions, but what does it mean to the campus community now overall? And just now that you can kind of take a minute and just soak it all in, what are your guys' emotions? Well, I can take a few minutes and soak it all in. Beth has several other sports programs <laughs> that are now competing, basketball, volleyball, swimming, and track. So I'm not sure she's taking a breath out. <laughs> Maybe I think she got about 36 hours off after the bowl game. But Beth, you might want to talk about some of the other sports and the momentum that we're seeing all across the sports programs. Yeah, it's, it's been incredible to watch the student athletes really cheer each other on and one of the first responses that we heard was we're up next we have seen that this can be done in football and now you've got our women's volleyball program who again wants to return to the conference championship title game in the NCAA tournament both of our basketball teams are competing in a really difficult dynamic that the pandemic has created track is off to a great start I mean so our, our programs really are doing well and they all have the same uh, goals in mind which is to be the best ball state uh, teams that they can and compete for those championships. That's great to hear and to also see. So I want to thank you guys so much. So thank you, Beth Getz, Ball State Director of Athletics. Um, and you can't have college sports without the players on the field, court, or diamond. But this year, the athletes had to take more precautions to be sure they stayed healthy for the game and the classroom. Blake Chapman reports how student athletes juggle being both. Classes on the weekdays, games on the weekends, and practice somewhere in between. The life of a student athlete is typically a variation of this formula, but it could not be more complex. If you are struggling, um, you know, you might be on mandatory study tables where you have to log eight hours. Um, you have to come in, you know, from this time to this time every Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday. A player's schedule could begin with weight training in the morning, followed by class and perhaps a session with a tutor before more practice or a game. At Ball State, about 3.1% of students participate in collegiate athletics, which opens them up to a decent amount of scrutiny. Um, for book pickup, you know, they separate the lines. There will be athlete book pickup and then student uh, book pickup. But the lifestyle comes with some incentives, including $8.1 million in financial aid and their own academic advisor through Student Athlete Support Services, which some believe leads to a 90% graduation success rate. Whether it is giving a presentation in a classroom or competing in a MAC championship game, these players make excellent performance their top priority. Blake Chapman, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Ball State quarterback Drew Plitt. First, Drew, congratulations on a great season. Could you kind of reflect on that season for me? Yeah, yeah. There was a, like you said, there was a lot of ups and downs in this season. You know, going back to August and you know whether we were going to play or not, and then canceling and coming back. Um, for this season to end the way it did, it was really just a dream come true, um, and really the best way you could you could finish a season that that went the way it did. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the way it did, what are some of the challenges that were presented from COVID? Yeah, with COVID, you know, every week w was different. You know, we would have different tests um, depending on where we were playing and who we were playing. Um, so really every, every morning it was kind of a, 
you'd, you'd get tested and you'd kind of be waiting, nervous whether you're going to test positive or not. But um, luckily, we, we kind of had a, a really good year with that, and we only had about two positive tests back in camp. And um, from then on, everything was pretty smooth, but every day it was different whether who was going to be on the field or not. Can you kind of give us an idea of what it's like a day in the life of Drew Plitt, high-profile student-athlete, just won us two championships. I mean, what goes through your mind every day as you walk through campus? For me, it's, it's a new day every day. Um, I reset and refocus. Um, I, I, I don't really look at myself as a high-profile athlete. I go in and work each day like, like I'm a newcomer, um, like I'm a freshman that, that's earning their job. I think that's the best way to, to go about it, too. So for me, yes, people see me and say, hey, but I say, hey, I say hi back, and I, I move on with my day and go about it as if I was new. Yeah, and speaking of new, what is Coach New's impact on the team? Coach New is awesome. You know, he truly cares for us, for all the players, and, and He's, a, he's one of those guys that's open door policy, so you can go to talk to him whenever. Um, and I think that's kind of the, one of the best things about him is he's always open to talk to you, um, whether you need something or just want to talk. Um, and, and he truly cares, and you can see that emotion from him on the field, off the field, and where, whenever you're around campus. Now, it really sounds like Coach New is a player's coach, um, by the way you described it there. But kind of talk about how he holds you guys accountable, especially under the unique circumstances we're in now. We've got it all kind of shelter in place with COVID going on. Um, what's he done to really keep you guys in check? Yeah, for us, um, every day he reminds us, kind of this year especially, the situation that we're in, we're lucky enough to be playing. Um, it, was, it was a lot of work to come back and be able to play, um, but also at the same time he, he focused on academics. Um, when, whenever there's an award given out, whether it's weekly or, or a big award, he starts off with academics. Um, and that's kind of his, his sole focus is moving into to academics first and then moving on to the field stuff. Um, so he holds us accountable in every way possible. He reminds us daily of, of what, how much of a blessing it is to play. Now, kind of moving forward into next season, obviously this season was one for the ages, one for the record books, but what are your expectations for next year? Yeah, our expectations are even bigger this year, um, or moving into next year. Um, you know, we know there's a target on our back, and, and a lot of people are going to want to play us and beat us. Um, and we accept that, but we know how many players are coming back. I think it's 20 to 22 starters that are coming back. And for us, our goal now is to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, which, which means we have to finish the year undefeated and, and really we understand that but we, we know we're going to take it one day at a time and, and move each day as if it's, uh, you know, everybody's hunt coming for us. Mm -hmm. And President Mearns, how do you connect with the Muncie community? Well, certainly, we, as you know, community engagement and community support is an important part of the university mission, whether it's academic programming or whether it's our arts or whether it's economic development and, and talent development all across the region. Uh, but athletics is another way, and college athletics here, here in Muncie is a way to bring the community on campus to generate support and enthusiasm and loyalty among the campus. And that's why what Drew and his teammates did and what their coaches did and what our other student athletes do. I don't know whether you've had a chance to go to some of the other events. For example, our volleyball games generate a lot of attendance. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, there are different people throughout the community have different passions in terms of the support, uh, excuse me, the sports that they want to support. And uh, Drew's sister, who plays on our, our MAC championship, you know, he was only the second uh, person in his family to win a MAC title. His sister won one uh, last year. But we know that, that uh, the, our friends and neighbors in the community come to support volleyball and track and tennis and, and baseball and softball. So 
it's a way to engage the community and build community pride. Yeah, and Drew, now that you have the MAC championship <laughs> title, how do you take that and use it to impact the community? Um, for me, it's really just showing what can come out of a tough year like this, is that the, all the positives that ca came out of our season, um, a lot of people can look to our team and see that there's a lot of positive things that can come out of something negative. Um, and, you know, for us, moving forward, we're going to take it and run with it and work every day. But like he said, um, it's on to the next one. And in, in my family, it was about three days after the game that we celebrated, and then after that it was on to volleyball season. So um, for us, we're watching my sister and enjoying that right now. Now, President Burns, what's the Plitt family meant to Ball State? Well, certainly they bring a passion and excitement. All you have to do is watch the two of them play and also know their families are in the stands. And that's, again, one of the really uh, compelling and interesting aspects of college sports is that you know it's a family affair. You know that the parents care about what their, what their children are doing on the court, on the field, in the classroom. And so to see the pride that the parents have and that little sibling, sibling rivalry maybe uh, makes it a pretty special, pretty special environment. Absolutely. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for Drew Plitt. Drew, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. President Mearns, we would like to give you the final minute to hear your thoughts on today's conversation. Well, I'm grateful that Drew and Beth were able to join us. Um, as you can tell, I had a lot of pride in how our student athletes responded. As I said, it was a challenging year, but they're representative of what our students have done through these difficult times, going all the way back to last March when we had to uh, immediately switch to remote instruction, and how our students responded after we had the initial kind of surge on campus back in August. They're representative of the character and commitment, the discipline and determination of our students. So as you can tell, I'm, I'm proud of our student athletes, what they achieved on the field, but I'm so proud to be a part of this university because of the character and commitment and sense of purpose of our students. I do not think that I could have said it any better myself. Again, we want to thank President Mearns, our guest, Athletic Director Beth Getz, and Ball State quarterback Drew Plitt, and of course, all of you for joining in on the conversation. I'm Hannah McElroy. And I'm Blake Dollier. We hope you'll join us next time for Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. Stay safe. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights, unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated. Propelled to change the world, and with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Cheyenne McFadden, engineered by Victoria Logan. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance. The Department of Telecommunications, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications in the Digital Corps.